2: This is Radio
3: Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Megagoria.
2: It's Our Lady who's shown us many things that we need to walk on our path that don't have the mentalities in the church really to, to teach it, the families to teach it, there's a culture to teach it. We've grown weak. It's pretty amazing the second day of the apparitions that Ivanka, who just lost her mother just a couple months preceding that, she asked Our Lady on June 26th, one day after the first apparition, maybe the second, because she appeared on June 24th, she says, does she have any message from her mother? Our Lady said, in regards to a message from Ivanka's mother to Ivanka, a message an amazing thing, that here it is, a being in heaven, the Queen of Peace, comes and gives a message for Ivanka. What would you think she'd say? What were the words that Ivanka heard? And how incredible it must have been. A lady said that Ivanka's mother's message was, Obey your grandmother and help her because she is old. It's incredible. Mariana said, she had her question as well that same day. She says about her grandfather who had recently passed, recently died. Our lady said, he is well. It's a way to say he's not necessarily in heaven or in purgatory. If he's away, he's okay. Maria, when her dad died, I knew him pretty good. We were like family after the kidney transplant. And Papa Philip, when he died, our lady asked him, or rather Marie asked our lady, because he he was a little bit of a character, about our dad. And she said, he is with me. It's incredible. These involve grandparents. And we have a lack of respect for the elder. We have euthanasia coming up. We have different things happening. We have the nursing homes. Mariana said, it's a great sin to put your parents in a nursing home. I know a lot of people have done it innocently. A lot of people didn't know what to do. A lot of people have fallen the culture because this is the way things are done. But this is going to be reversed, it's going to be changed. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Je- uh, Yvonne was told that God delights, by Our Lady, that God delights in three generations underneath one roof. You think there's a message here? It's a message of community, it's a message of little villages. It's a message that they fired the first shot. It's a message of our conferences. It's threaded throughout the apparitions. Our Lady said, I hope for the fruits of the family to be seen one day. What's it got to do with economics? Everything. You throw the family away, you throw away your economic and your well-being. You don't have any well-being. What a powerhouse can be when people form and stay underneath three generations. That doesn't mean you have to have your dad... Your mom, your grandparents, the grandchildren are in one room, a one house. Underneath one roof is right next door. We've got a guy here working. His wife just died, 31 years of age, I think. He's painting something in a chapel. He's got three kids, I think it's three three or four kids. First thing they do is move out of the house they're in and move next door to his parents. Why? Because the kids need that stability. When Andrea died here over a year ago, a year and a half or so ago, her three children, four and under, woke up the next morning, walked into the same house, saw the same people, came over to the tabernacle. She was buried here on the grounds. We did her wake here on the grounds. Everything was familiar. The only thing that went in there was a mother, The support base, the group, everything worked. There's no financial burden on anything that changed things all of a sudden, like this other man who had to move his house, but it's a move to a step up. But it's correcting something that's not there. He needs the support of his parents now, where he makes a living, and his kids need some stability. But they had to move out of the house. So they all moved. Now they moved out of the house. We're not structured right. It's not right to say we're going to go home for Christmas. When you live in Alabama, you're going to go back to Illinois. This is not the way things are supposed to be. Home is where everybody should be. This transferring, this moving around across the country, and doing this job, and doing it—it's all structured wrong. I told my wife after we got married. When I saw that they did their family Christmas party on Christmas Day, and then my side did it on this day, and then we had this on this day, we were spending five hours a day on Christmas Day. Just, I says, "When our first child born, forget it. We're not going to do this. I don't believe in it. I don't believe this is the right way. This is not what we're supposed to be spending Christmas on in a car, taxiing our kids around five five and a half hours. I'm not going to do it. I stop." <coughs> Of course, her son's family, I don't think, was very fond of that. Actually, it broke it up. It stopped begin- it, it, it. They quit meeting there. My point is, is we're not structured right. We followed the way of the world. We don't have what we have. Pope Francis, they call him Father Francisco, was speaking at Pope Benedict in the Vatican, and he affirmed, it is like having a grandfather at home, but a wise grandfather. When in a family, the grandfather's at home, he's venerated, loved, and listened to. He is a prudent man who does not intrude. I've said to him, Papa Francis, to Benedict, I've said to him many times, your holiness receive visitors, carry on with your life, come with us. He came to the inauguration and blessing of the statue of St. Michael. Yes, it's like having a grandfather at home. My father came my father, if I had any uh, like father home, my father. If I had any difficulties or did not understand something, I would telephone and ask, tell me, can I do this or that? And when I went to speak to him about the serious problems of the Vatican League, he explained to me all with great simplicity. Wow, you think there's a message there? You think maybe this has turned out to be something that people are in horror over? That is really an asset. The three generations of one roof is materializing. Where we're headed, they fired the first shot. The battle plan lays it out because a family and three generations of roof needs a small village and not a big one, not the megatowns. Financially, it works better. Financially and spiritually and health wise it's all better I know one family they had to put their family mother into a home it was $9,000 a month they're doing these reverse mortgages which are straight from hell straight from the devil they'll give you money take your land take your house and all the averages works out to the advantage of the caretakers leaving nothing for the family. Not that you have to do that. But again, it's all based on a monetary thing. It dictates what we do. It drives the system. And it's driving to hell. We've chosen the devil over God repeatedly. If you're an individual and God presents you with something Satan and you choose, choose Satan, you've sinned. You can go confess that. But if you repeatedly choose Satan over God, then who is your God? And if you do that your whole life and you come to the end of your life, you will be with your God for eternity. And there are many who have chosen their God as Satan. Can you imagine that? Spending eternity with God, devil. Or spending eternity with God, the Father, So it's incredible that we see things happening and a lot of our economic woes are tied to this. And why the hunger is, is to come into community. And that's where I started community, in my family first. I I had no concept or ideas. I bought my land, I did what I did, I got my house to have more, as you heard me say before, my kids could play in the same creeks their kids played in. Or my kids played in, and then so forth. Heritage. There's no no concept of heritage. No concept that maybe the elderly man has something to contribute to the family and guidance. I've been there and done that, grandson. Don't do it. You're going to mess up. But that's not even to to pay attention to that. So this leads us all... This all fell together, what I'm talking about, just instantly right before the program because of the read. And i wanted to say some of these things for a long time because... Basically, the plan is this, is to bring the world back to small community, to family, all of which together makes up the state and the nation and the world. When it's healed, the family, everything else falls into place. This is entitled One
3: Big Happy Family by Tema Erfeld. Multi-generational households are on the rise due to economic necessity and the pursuit of old-fashioned family togetherness. When the Klingman clan began to talk about bringing the family back together in Iowa, Jim, a real estate agent, recalled an unusual eight-unit building on seven acres of woodland in Ottumwa. It offered both proximity and privacy, Each apartment had its own balcony and garage, and visitors could move between units without braving the Iowa weather. Four Klingman siblings were ready to retire, and they liked the idea of living close to each other. So in 2008, the family converted the building to condos, each with its own financing, and moved in relocating from Idaho, Arizona, and Missouri. Three other siblings already lived in Iowa, and one moved into the compound too this march. Their parents, Merle and Mary Fay, celebrated their seventy-third wedding anniversary in their own unit, where they liked to bake cookies for the whole building of Klingman's. Family compounds are growing in popularity but with more comfort and privacy than in the past, says John Graham and his sister, Sharon Graham Niderhouse, co-authors of All in the Family, A Practical Guide to Successful Multigenerational Living. The number of Americans living in multigenerational homes has been growing steadily for more than three decades and spiked during the recent recession. The trend now includes 22% of Americans ages 25 to 34 Up from 11% in 1980, according to a Pew Research Center analysis of census figures. Economic pressures may be a big driver, but there's happy news here. These households are surprisingly successful, both financially and emotionally. Take Jessica Bruno, who at 40 lives with her parents, grandparents, husband, and 7-year-old son. Can you imagine living with four generations, she says? If someone told me 10 or even 5 years ago that my family and I would be doing this, I would have said no way, she declares. But she reports everyone is more than happy. As multi-generational households become more common, the stigma of living with parents may be lifting. Almost all of today's 20-somethings know someone in this situation. And when young adults took refuge from their parents during the Great Recession, they found it worked out fine. In a 2011 Pew survey, 80% of a group of Americans, 18 to 34 years, who either were living with their parents or had done so temporarily as adults, said their time with mom and dad either didn't hurt or improved their relationships. Parents whose adult kids came home to live with them were no less happier than other parents. This boomerang phenomenon is part of a bigger cultural shift, Graham and Niderhouse argue, that is leading families to consolidate households. The next big wave of change may come as more seniors join their children. Graham and Niderhouse believe that aging baby boomers will be more likely to move in with their kids than previous generations of seniors. And with lengthening lifespans, Americans face more years when we will need care, and like three of the Klingman siblings, may be widowed, divorced, or single. Living with family, the authors say, will increasingly look better than nursing homes. Growing old happily requires a flexible, evolving balance of independence, assistance, and socializing, which a strong family can provide. The Klingman parents willingly gave up driving, for example, because they had a son on premises, to take them on errands when mary needed help while recovering from pneumonia a granddaughter came to stay with her mother in another unit in the building the arrangement has effectively provided an assisted living arrangement for my parents says Jean moat a sibling who stayed in cedar rapids two hours away to keep up her business it provides all of us with peace of mind small kids benefit from a larger family circle as well My son gets to see his grandparents and great-grandparents all the time. Can you say spoiled? Bruno says. Reports from babysitting grandparents, observers say, are also upbeat. Many grandparents tell us that they love being needed again, writes Georgia Witkin, senior editor at Grandparents.com and a professor at Mount Sinai School of Medicine. They say it brings purpose to their days and meaning to their lives. The physical demands of keeping up with kids... Make them feel younger. Outdoor play burns off both calories and tension, and helping with homework provides excellent mental stimulation. To minimize conflicts, Graham and Nider House recommend separate kitchens, bathrooms, and entrances for each adult or couple. They suggest modifying houses by converting garages and basements, adding kitchenettes and bathrooms to create a granny apartment, or by adding new wings. Developers are beginning to build for this market. Lennar, a home builder in 18 states, rolled out its multi-generational design, Home Within a Home, at the end of 2011, and it's now the company's fastest-growing product. What began as temporary for some families has become permanent. They can afford their own house, but now, with three generations all relatively happy under one roof, why mess with a good thing?
2: I was in hour and uh, speaking there and then the lady I was staying with had a nice house. Connected to the back of her house was another nice house. You didn't even know it was there. And this, they weren't family. But how much better would that be with family? How much better if you set that up set on 50 acres of land where you had animals and you had your garden, and you had everything? And then how much better even than that if it's on 200 acres where your neighbors could also be somebody else without family it's our lady who showed the vision that's in the book they've the first shot I interviewed people in Medjugorje about this I documented it with Maria's brother of a church descending down with four or five houses around it landing on cross mountain then there was a grass space another church four or five houses descending down and this repeated itself hundreds of churches hundreds of villages you think there's a message there in the beginning days Medjugorje was like that Medjugorje was five villages. It's, Mirkovic, it's um, Medjugorje, Medjugorje, and then below the, the mountain. I can't think of the names anymore. Uh, but Biakovici. A lady appeared in actually Bialcovici on the mountain. They had these five little hamlets. They all knew each other. They had one church they went to, of course. But still, there's, a, there's something in there that our lady showed when I went there in those beginning days that said something. Go to Capernaum in Israel, right on the Sea of Galilee. In the 1950s, I think it was the dates, they excavated, and you know what they found? Peter's house. And you know what they found at Peter's house? Houses adjoining it, almost in a circle. Room after room, a hundred of the clan of the Peter, I think it was his wife's family, maybe. They all lived there. We've lost this. They didn't have to say, oh, it's Christmas. You're going to go over here and this in-law, this... Everything's there. You didn't have to get in the car on holidays or feast days or... You know, everybody did everything right there. And then Andrews' kids walked out of the house the next morning and had normalization. They were in a familiar environment. It helped with the loss of the mother. They were stable. They didn't have to go move away. They didn't have to do this or get split up or whatever and add to the catastrophe of what was, they didn't even skip a beat. And the real jewel crown is having your own cemetery. So the Cleveland clan, what they're missing is a cemetery. Raise the kids have this and then the financial capability of doing this. And yeah, you shouldn't be all crammed in one house because that does cause conflict. You do need me You could do that. We got our grandkids come to our back door. They came from their house, a hundred yards away or more, driving an electric car. They all cram in it to go borrow a stick of butter. They come into the house, they get the stick of butter, they get in the little electric car, and they go back down the house. It's a joy seeing that, even if it's brief. And of course, they know, they don't tell their mom and dad, but when they come in at grandpa and grandma's house, top papa's house, they always going to get a piece of candy or something. You yeah, for supper. So that's the motivation for them to come up. And they, we'll put them on the stool and they'll eat that. Then they go back. Make sure your mouth cleans, no chocolate on it. So they know. <laughs> yeah, but it's the simple joys. And they'll turn in we don't do that every time, but we do it sometimes. But it's the simple joys that make life. And that's economy. That's stability. And that's rich. That is wealth. It's where it comes from. And so for the Holy Father having his grandfather, Pope Benedict, in the Vatican, don't you see the pattern? And don't you see maybe you should make decisions in your life headed toward this direction? A lot of people a lot of people are going to be impoverished in their old age because they didn't make the right decisions and pass on and transmit something they could have done. A friend of ours just came about 150 acres. I talked about that. He's got now where he's got a guest house on. He's got his kids come, come His kids come. One of his sons, his sons, coming back from California to live there to work it. This is the future. But don't think as a family only you're going to make it. You need to be willing to even have other people come on that property to help you. You may be the plantation owner. People think, oh, that's a negative. No, it's not. The best economic system that ever worked was a plantation. Not advocating servants or slaves. That's not what I'm talking about. But equally yoked with people. This is what our mission is. It's a beautiful thing to have people bring milk into my refrigerator, and my work is doing something else, That's their work. And it's really the kids that do it. The kids run the whole agrarian side. We're not a farm here. We never refer to it as a farm or a ranch. We're a community looking to seek and grow in holiness, strengthen family life in a way that nobody's doing. Oh, yeah, there's things that's appealing out there sometimes with the youth, and they think that's a better way. In the end, it's not. That's why people, that's why this contractor, what, Joan, you just read, said that this is a booming industry. Really? Of course, they'll get money involved with it. They'll commercialize it. They won't bring it to completion. Go find your own little plot of land. Do it yourself. You don't need a contractor to design it for you, and he dictate the ways of the world into it. Oh, we've got cable TV here in every room. Don't get this stuff. Get rid of it. Start living life. Keep watching it. Frankie, there? Yeah. So the, the
4: spirit of the world will tell you that you want to have a diversified portfolio, stocks and bonds, and these things that don't do anything for your legacy. And when you could have that in your your own land, your own economy under your own feet, your food on your own land, your community on your own land, this is a much more valuable place. And what have I experienced this last week and, and over the weeks and years of knowing you and the community is that really the greatest legacy that you can leave is for your sons to be like-minded and your legacy uh, with your offspring. And this is what I've seen is um, two of your sons have helped me tremendously since i started our community in South Georgia. I had the opportunity for your son that's in community and his wife and family to come out. And uh, their witness is just tremendous to everybody they meet. And it's, it's not only their great... Parents that you've taught them. I hear your son say, "You know what, well, Dad said this, and Dad taught me this." And but it's the like-minded community that really, the whole community, has had an influence on their life. And you know what would be better to leave this world than to to leave yourself and your sons. To you know, um, this is this is the greatness of heritage. And there's no heritage in uh, the way the world teaches us to you know, have a diversified portfolio and to be in their paper system. You know, these are the reasons we want to get out of these things. These are the reasons we want to be in a community of like-minded people, particularly when we have, you know, what we talked about last week and the nations, you know, turning to abominable things. We have to reconcile with God. And how much more powerful of a witness can we be when we're in a community of one single Mind, one single heart. People live in the word of God, as our lady said on June 2nd.
2: Well, the mentality has to change to realize that your investment is not the portfolios of this, how much money you got in the bank. The investment is a is way of life. And that way of life would be, part of that way of life would be your house. It's not something to, to make money on. It's something to, to dwell in, to have an heritage and pass it on. Or your lineage you be a part of it. Or your forefathers, you're, just like Pope Francis... Uh, Benedict, is, we were just talking about this a um, little bit, that he has something new starting there in the Vatican. And everything's a message to us. Is this the way he's going to do it? It would be, it'd be very pleasant for John Powell probably to retire, had retired and have that. And, of course, it was shocking because this hadn't happened in 600 years or something. But there's there's a message to this. There's a purpose to it. And Francis defines it in a beautiful way, accepting it, Say hey, this is a good thing. I need, some, I need some advice on these Vatican leaks, and here he is. I just go open the door. And it's like having my grandfather in the house. So where, where did the wisdom of the elders ever go away? That's what's wrong with. We don't have young kids with older people. The the youth came into my office this morning. Actually, it was yesterday. And they said, you know, you, you, you said that you were going to tell us something about your office every day. And this happened, like, I think before Maria got here. I forgot all about it. I said, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. They said, you know, you showed us this and you explained it. Well, I've got a cabinet in there with different things that's happened through the years from 1988 or Medjugorje or different stories. Uh, m- miracle things, you know, about uh, something about a watch, there's about a rosary, put itself back together. So there's there's maybe a hundred items in my office about things that are real important mementos of this mission. But well, they came in this morning and wanted it. And Joan came in and said, you know, you need to be taping this. Because these things in the cabinet, not everybody knows the whole stories of them. Why are they are there? The candles that were lit in 1988 in the bedroom. Why there's a broken vase here. What does that mean? What what happened is, was there a story with, behind, it, behind it with the apparition? So these kids are enthusiastically, three, four, five, six years old, and seven are coming to my office every morning. I'm going to just tell you, pick one thing in the room, and I'll explain that to you. Where it came from, what's behind it, what's the spiritual reasons for it. And I said this morning, you need to remember this. That you tell this and pass it on to your own children. We don't have a passage of heritage, so nothing means anything and there's no roots. Children don't feel any roots. My brother, I remember him, my older brother, I'm, I'm second in line. He would say, he couldn't wait when he was 17 or so, 16, 17, couldn't wait to get out of the house. He, he wanted to move out, get an apartment with some other buddies. Finally, I think he did it at 18 or so. I thought he had a hole in his head. What do you want to do that? I never argue with him. I just would think to myself when he'd say that he's crazy. What did you want to do that for? This is I'm saving my money. I'm making. I'm, I'm working. I'm living a home. And I, I said to myself over and over and over when I move out of this house. The next day, that day I move out is the day I'm going to get married. So I, I never had freedom, or what people thought was freedom and liberty. I never I never thought I had a loss of that. And I do remember having the feeling once I got married, like, ooh, I, now I'm, I'm, I'm charging the decisions. I have this, something I never felt before. And it's really a, a, something I don't even think I've ever discussed it with my wife. And I remember suddenly had, wow, I'm a, my own man all of a sudden. I have, I have this openness. I never felt. But people sought that. I didn't want that. I thought it was a stupid decision because why are you going to spend money and be getting your house apartment wasting money? And I financially started off in a good way. My brother, my other brother, went in the military. And I never, you know, these things, I mean, I understand that, but why, why do you want to do that? Nobody's thinking logically anymore. It's just fun and pleasure, entertainment, freedom, get away from this, get away from that. Well, now everything's going to be going by necessity back to those things. And so, it's a beautiful thing to see this happening. I'm a little bit leery of it. The commercial, Side of it happening, and where this developer is developing these things, because they're doing it motivated by money, and you can't make what we have here by money. There's people trying to do what we do by money. In fact, there's a development near here that they've done it by money, and it's never worked, and it never will work. Ours developed by prayer over two two and a half decades to get it to where it is now. So you got to do that. You got to do it with sincerity. You got to do it with purpose. When that happens, everything changes. And so your investment is this. This is the future. You want to be around. You want to be ahead of the curve. This is it. How do you get to it? You start with your CSPGs. What is a CSPG? You got to read day five, the first shot, and to learn it and understand CSPG, you got to read from page one all the way through. Because you'll mess up if you go in the middle of the book. You cannot do that. But CSPGs are are, are springing up, and once that happens, that comes into a village. That's where we'll go to. We we're, we're, we could say we're a village here. Frank, you want to add anything to that?
4: Yeah, it's, um, it's so important, and that is it's the answer. We're um, talking to a lot of people locally about this and a lot of people locally that have finished the book, and uh, it, it's the answer for America and for the world when they're um, – doing abomin- abominable things, and they're under the judgment of God, if there was ever a time that you wanted to be out of the paper system, not just because the Dow's at an all-time high and physical things are low, um, you want to be out because of, of the direction the nations are going, turning away from God. And uh, so that's what we're here for, and uh, we're happy to, to help you get out of the paper system and into the Miraculous Medjugorje round temporarily. And, uh, you know, they fired the first shot. And things that you'll have set up will help us get into community, and and that's where we need to be now.
3: And this is uh, just to say again, um, for all of you who have read the book, they fired the first shot, to keep sending those out to people. Keep spreading the book. It is having a huge impact, but it needs to be in as many hands as possible. If you have not read the book, we encourage you to get a copy of it. If you can't afford it, Call us and we will we'll send you one. Uh, it's that important to us that you read it and get get um, in the conversation of what this book is doing. We're getting incredible um, testimonies from people that are outside the circle of Medjugorje that have been drawn in through They fired the First Shot who are completely uh, supportive of it and um, even being brought to Our Lady through it. So we can't encourage you enough. Don't let the momentum drop with this book. You continue to pray to our to our Lady for inspiration of who to give it to. Have that a case in your car wherever you go, and um, get these books into people's hands.
2: Somebody showed me a testimony yesterday, and they wrote in there that said this book is doesn't matter who you are, what you believe. If you're a Hindu, even this book. It's for every American. And one surprise is how it has crossed all belief systems. And, and even to people who don't believe, uh, it got to have it. It's the future. It's, the, it's what God gave to, to show us through the messages of 32 years to get us to this point. And it's where we're headed. And if you want to be on the boat with Our Lady, you, it's a must. Frank, your contact information?
4: Yeah, you can reach us toll-free, 877 877- Nine three six seven six eight six. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo dot com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. dot
2: com. And of course, tomorrow is the second of the month. We will be having hopefully a message from our lady through Mar- Mariana, and that message is for the day of believers. We started years ago something that you should look up on the site and download, which is. Um, what are you doing? Is it, what are you doing for August fifth? What's the name of it? I think the. What are you? I think it's August fifth. What, what are you doing for her birthday? Uh, and that would be a three-day fast before her birthday, which is August fifth. You want to read this booklet and you want to spread it and put it on your your list that you can spread to all your friends right now uh, for this to do this tomorrow to give Our Lady something for her birthday that's unique, it's profound, and it's very special. And while the church celebrates it September eighth, Our Lady says blatantly clearly without a doubt her birthday is August 5th there's purposes for that in the future but the booklet will explain to you you can download that free anyway we'll be talking to you tomorrow night for the second of the month message and until then know that we wish you our lady we love you goodbye